Blog Talk Radio. Well, folks, while I'm waiting for the ad to to load, the opener, I guess it's not going to be opening tonight, so uh, I do want to apologize for taking my time to tell you that. But anyway, we're here. This is the Bella Spree Radio Show. Each and every week, I bring you the best of Bella Spree Magazine. This week's guest was featured in this month's issue of Bella Spree Magazine. Uh, Her number one book is hitting the charts, and we are so happy to have her. Her name is Michelle Major, and welcome, Michelle. Hi, can, um, uh, it's an honor to be here. My, my name's actually pronounced Mayur, so just just oh, for anybody okay. who's, who's wondering, yeah, it's, I know it's a weird spelling, it's M-A-Y-U-R, but yeah, it's, it's pronounced Mayur. Oh, is that from Fran- is that a French name? I've never heard that name, but it's pretty. No, it's actually Sanskrit, so it, um, yeah, but that, that, that's the way that they pronounce it in India, even though I have no oh. Indian connection, so go figure that. Wow, that's pretty neat, though. I like that name. That's a pretty name. Um, let's go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll go from there. Talk about your. Well, let's just go ahead and start talking about your uh, how you got started on the journey of healing. Oh wow, that's going back a long time now, probably back to about 1993, um, and I'd been on a spiritual path before then. I, I had this amazing opportunity to spend two years living and working on Nauru, which is a tiny little speck of an island right on the equator in the Central Pacific. And it was there oh. that I discovered I had this amazing ability to channel poetry, and it would come through as rhyming poetry, and it would come through very, very fast, as fast as I could write it down. And when I'd I'd channeled it and written it down. I'd look at it and reread it and think, where is this coming from? I can't write like this, you know, it, it, because it was so full of very profound wisdom. So when I eventually came back to Australia, I wanted to find out, you know, well, what was this? What was happening? I didn't understand, you know, where, where this was coming from or what I was supposed to do with it. And I uh, contacted a, a healer in Melbourne and she gave me some very, very profound advice. She said, go to a particular magazine that we had at that time and just Mm -hmm. see what jumps out at you in the classified advertisements because that's what you're supposed to learn. That will bring out your healing abilities even more. So I did that and uh, something really jumped out at me called Sukhem, which is an ancient Egyptian form of energy channeling. So I went and I did level one. Um, pretty much straight away and I loved it it was just like remembering I wasn't learning stuff I was just remembering stuff I already knew and I went on and did further levels with that but the energy healing was just completely natural to me so that was my foundation point with energy healing and then I went on and did a whole lot of other modalities and became a bit of a modality junkie as many people on a spiritual path are so I, I set up my business back in 1995 now and in Melbourne Angel Wings Healing and the rest as they say is history it's just basically uh, compounded I've learnt more skills I've deepened my connection to the divine so that and in back in 2009 I took my business online as well so I now have clients all around the world which is pretty cool I, I love doing the the Skype sessions and the you know international phone hookups it, it's so much fun just love it You've been doing this a long time. Now, can you tell us the story where you finally was like an epiphany? Where like, you know what? I can do this. And you were you floored that you could do it? Were you surprised? Kind of tell us the story of how you you figured out that you had this ability. It just, um, I guess, there've been a number of times in my life where I've sort of come to that point where I've suddenly realized that I've had this whole set of healing gifts that I've been either given or have developed as my vibration has shifted and changed so it it depends if you're sort of thinking about when I originally discovered I had healing gifts or whether it's sort of more recent when I, I wrote my book or discovered I could do the energy scan. So there's been a lot of different times in my life where I've, I've sort of had that moment of epiphany. Hey, you know, I take this blind leap of faith and, wow, I can do yeah. this. This is pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I want the listeners to kind of get a feeling of 
who you are and kind of how you got there. I was reading um, some of the literature you sent me about something that happened to your shoulder where you, and then you kind of discovered, wasn't that what the story was there that I read about? Oh, yes. Yeah. Look, you know, with, with that particular thing, that was really the trigger for me taking my work online. Back in 2007, I'd done one of my spiritual Egypt tours that I was doing annually at that stage. I'd facilitated mm-hmm. a, a group of healers each year to Egypt and we had most incredible experiences in the the Great Pyramid along with lots of other temples and I came away from that knowing that you know my work was going to go in out in a much bigger way but I had no idea what way and I was so I came back and I'm trying to figure it out and you know dabbling in things here and learning new modalities and nothing really did it for me I was just getting really burned out and frustrated in the process so it's like the the divine in order to just put an end to all of that that silliness and time wasting um i just had this fall broke my shoulder really badly after i'd had a warning that it was coming i'd seen Mm -hmm. whack as i was driving on the, the freeway on someone's number plate and an hour later i broke my shoulder and then when i was in the emergency room at the hospital the angels appeared to me and I said to them, I don't know why you've done this. I know that this is no accident, but please support yeah. me through this financially, which they did, which blew me away. So I had three months off while my shoulder recovered, and it was a time of deep introspection as to, okay, well, a lot of what I was doing before I can't do now because even though my shoulder's pretty good now, there's still a degree of residual damage. So certain yeah. manual jobs I can't really do that well. Um mm-hmm. But it it was just this sense of, okay, well, I can't do what I used to do. What is it that you do want me to do? Show me. And this was um, the the epiphany, I guess, if you like, about, okay, take your business online. It's time to step it up. It's time to play a much bigger game. You know, quit playing small. Quit, you know, being suburban healing practitioner. You know, now's your time to really step this up and move out in a much bigger way. So that's that was really the epiphany. Epiphany, and I'm sure I'd had a lot of very gentle nudges leading up to the broken shoulder. That you know, it was time to change. It was time to do things yeah. differently. But you know, I'd been resisting. You know, that fear of change thing. And yeah. so finally, it had to be something really big to get my attention. And I'll tell you what, breaking your shoulder really does get your attention quite quite powerfully. I bet it does. <laughs> I bet it does. Man, uh, so. Uh, God, I'm just so fascinated by you. That's so interesting. So I know for me, when I developed my abilities of mediumship, I was in the closet for a long time because I was afraid that what I said or what I did wouldn't be right. And I and I uh, watched everything I stood in until I finally embraced what I was getting. Was I able to come out of the closet? Was it sort of like that for you? Were you ever in the closet where you're kind of like, you know, I'm not sure. Oh, yes. Yeah doing this well tell me about tell me a story about that definitely you know look even when I used to go to political functions and things that I was involved with with my partner who actually it's two years today um, since he passed away so I have this feeling he's actually with me on the other side spurring me on today so it's perhaps a very significant date as well but we used to go to lots of political functions and I would really hide what I did so I'd sort of Um, mumble something vaguely about working in natural therapies and I didn't really want to come right out and say that hey I work with the angels I connect the higher realms the angels channels through me blah 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 because they're going to think wow this one's a real wacko what's he doing with that kind of thing so you know it took me a long time to really get past that point of worrying about other people's judgment of me because no matter what I did or said I wasn't going to please any or everyone so I let go of the need to try and be that people pleaser and say okay well this is a skill set that I've got it's a, a unique skill set if I can do these things it's it's irresponsible of me to try and hide it or dumb it down so let's just get out there and do what I'm being called to do. And some people will get it and absolutely love it, and other people will say, oh, God, she's just crazy, isn't she? That's okay. I'm okay with that now, but I wasn't for a long time. It's like, I don't want people not to like me kind of thing, but you can't please everyone. So just work with those people that you can actually help to inspire and empower. You know, and that's the way I look at it now. Yeah. So... That's what would you tell someone who's uh, thinking about 
coming out of the closet, so to speak. Uh, uh, what would you be? What would be your advice to them? To someone who Get was thinking with about a bunch maybe of of like-minded people, people who support you, nurture you, encourage you, even in all your weirdness, you know, tongue-in-cheek. Um, just, just get with people who really get you and want you to succeed. And if, for instance, you've got family members or friends in your network currently who really are very negative about what you're doing or don't get it or whatever, quit trying to convince them and just get on and do it anyway. And and let go of certain people who are, you feel are negative or toxic in your environment and just get a beautiful support circle of like-minded souls around you. For me, I'm in a, a most gorgeous mastermind group with uh, ladies that I've known for a long time, all in the States, and we're all doing pretty um, out there kind of stuff. But the sisterhood that is developed between us and the mutual love and support and admiration is just exceptional. So for me, that, that's been a key factor that's got me through so many challenging times in life, just having that real support network around me. So that, that's probably the, the best advice I can get. Know that you're not... You don't have to struggle and do it alone and feel that you know, you're know you doing a, a completely isolated journey. Just get people around you that are like-minded and, and nurture you and support you and uplift you. Exactly. And that's exactly what what I was thinking, you know, in my case too, was that it's trusting what you get and believing that spirit has a journey for you to help others. You know, it's about helping mankind, isn't it? Absolutely. And womankind too, which is and what womankind. I speak in as well. <laughs> exactly. Let's go ahead and and start talking about your book, Embraced by the Divine. Folks, our guest tonight is none other than Ms. Majure. Am I saying it right? Michelle Majure. No. Did I say it right? Did I get it right? My, my Mayor. Mayor. Look, if you get to Mayor, if, if Mayor feels better, then go with Mayor. That'll be fine. I'm sorry, Michelle. Michelle Mayer and her book is Embraced by the Divine. You can find out more about her book at www.embracedbythedivine.com. Um, you can also find out more about our guest at www.angelwing777.com, M-O-B, and healthehealer.com. And that's where they can go to find out more about you and your book. Uh, there were 16 females that uh, contributed to the book. Uh, tell me how you went about choosing the people uh, for the book. Okay, first, well, I wanna... I'll... go ahead. I was just going to say I'm, I'm going to backtrack even one step before that because the inspiration that I received to write "Embrace by the Divine" was pure angelic guidance. It came through just one summer morning, watching my garden about six o'clock in the morning. The sun's just starting to rise. Uh, and I was just in that light, sort of alpha, trancey kind of state, you know, enjoying mm -hmm. the space, and suddenly got this really strong message come through, quite out of the blue. And it was, you are to write a book, you are to call it Embraced by the Divine. It's to, it is to be a book for women, by women, and you are to hand-select women of a particularly high resonance to contribute chapters to this book. And then there was a lot of other guidance that came through, but that was the gist of it. So I'm there, you know, my jaw just dropped open, and I think I was transfixed to the spot for at least five minutes. Just, oh, my God, you know, what what am I supposed to do now? And basically, I, you know, I, I went through it in my mind, and I thought, if the angels have enough faith in me that I can do this, that I can pull this off, then I, I say yes, and I, I say yes to the angels, please step me through this, please help me every step of the way through this so that I have greater faith in myself, as much faith as you have in me that I can do this because I know I wouldn't have been chosen if they thought that, you know, it was just going to fall in a heap by the wayside somewhere. So I did answer the call, which was, uh, yeah, that took a lot of courage. So with most of the women um, that I invited to be co-authors in the book, they were ones already in my network as colleagues, as friends, women of a particularly high resonance. And I just knew instantly which were the women that I should approach. There were a couple that came in that were, were connections to 
the ones I'd invited and they've been a great addition to the book as well. So it, it really only took me probably about a week to get the, the 16 co-authors together. Uh, it was very, very very simple. I wish all the rest of the book had been that simple to put together. But yeah, that, that first part of getting the co-authors was very, very easy because I knew these women personally and I knew what they were capable of, what their philosophy was, you know, what level they were working at and so on. And it, it's just seemed like the right vibrational match which was the other thing that the angels were very specific on they said the vibration of the book is vitally important whatever you do to sell or promote the book later on is not nearly as important as the actual vibration of the book so be very careful that everything is in vibrational alignment in the book always how long did it take to, to compile the book that, that was probably the second easiest. The whole book put together within four months. So that, that oh. was good. Um, then, of course, there's all the other stuff that came after that. The whole journey, the whole editing, you know, publication, printing, graphic design, layout, blah, 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 blah. Um, so it went on and on. It was a massive journey, and it was a massive journey for me personally too, stepping into the role as leader, uh, something I'd perhaps shirked a little bit in the past um, when I'd had the opportunity to, to be more of a leader. But this time, in order for the cohesion of the book, for the vision of the book to become reality, it was very much a matter of, okay, well, someone has to take charge here and you know bring uh, all these very powerful women into alignment with not only the book but with each other as well. So that was where... I really went on a massive journey of stepping into my own power and being, uh, you know, being the example that I wanted others to to see from the book. So I really had to live my truth at a very high level. So that that's it's been a um, very interesting journey. Let's just put it that way. Oh, I can imagine. And uh, um, when I was reading the information that you showed me, you said there comes a time in every woman's life. And I do believe it's over 40 or maybe over 50. When you start to think different and you start to, I don't know, life suddenly becomes a little bit more uh, spiritual. Um, you embrace family more. You embrace your friends more. And things start to change. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, and this is another thing that the book is really for just exactly that age group that you described, the women over 40 who maybe, you know, the, the kids are, are growing up if they've chosen to have kids and, you know, that they're not required as much to be in the mother role. And so the, this, that sense of, okay, well, now I've got the rest of my life ahead of me. What do I want to do with my life? You know, it's what I've done so far given me joy and satisfaction and hopefully it has but when when people have that soul level yearning that there's something more that they're they're here to make a bigger difference there's something greater that they're on this planet to do this is when you know that the excuses come up as to why people have to stay the same you know maybe once we're over 40 we're not as pretty as we used to be and blah 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 oh, blah all those old old kind of stereotypes. But in reality, women over 40 have an enormous amount of wisdom. And this is what comes through too in the book because all of the co-authors are over 40. In fact, um, there's really the age range from 40 to nearly 70, you know, and, and everything in between. A lot of us are in our 50s. And so we're, yeah. we're bringing through that sort of almost that postmenopausal wisdom. Um, one of the, like, is it Barbara Marks Hubbard or one of the others, she talks about a period after menopause called regenopause, which is where women start looking at making a bigger difference in the world, you know, really making their mark, um, really leaving their legacy and so on. So this is really who th this book is, is aimed at um, because we felt there was such a need for women not to be put off by the fact that maybe they'd hit 40 or 45 or 50 or 55 or whatever and really hadn't felt that they'd made that uh, difference, that they'd lived their life purpose fully and there was that still that soul yearning but also all those old um, excuses, you know, I can't, I don't have enough money, I'm divorced, I'm blah, 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 all of those kind of, you know, quite lame excuses in the end when it all boils down to it. 
and th this book is designed to help people move through that to, uh, you know there's lots and lots of healing processes and spiritual gems and wisdom and free gifts and so on in the book so that it it really helps people to move through all that period of limiting beliefs and excuses so to continue playing small when their heart and soul are, call, uh, are calling them to play a much bigger game so that's that's the aim of the book it's really uh you know the, the key message is that no matter what challenge or misfortune or trauma life throws at you there's always the chance to turn it around and to grow from the experience and to triumph against all odds and as many of these women in the book have done myself included what has been you know our dark night of the soul what maybe health issue or financial issue or you know relationship issue whatever it has been has actually turned out to be our greatest blessing and has actually propelled us forward into doing the work that we absolutely love so that you know that there's no person who doesn't have potential to to change and we're here to give you a plethora of, of juicy stories and tools and techniques you know as mm -hmm. to how people can can shift and make that difference exactly wow i gotta read i want to read all the book i've been skimming through the book and I just cannot wait to read it and have you back so I can really talk to you in depth about the topics or the different stories. When you went about picking the women for the book, was it a hard decision to make? Did you know the people already and say, I know I'm going to get her or her? And tell us about that. Yeah, no, it, it wasn't a difficult decision at all. It was basically, as soon as I received the angelic guidance, that, that you know, the, the, I could almost see the women's faces just there. You know, these are the ones I have to ask because I, I had such an extensive network already from, you know, um, work that I'd done with these people, either interviewing them or being interviewed by them or just connecting somewhere or other. So I had that network already in place. That was a really, really easy part. Yeah, are all your guest healers? Are there any psychics or mediums there, or in the oh, book? Yeah. Are they yep. mostly? Yep, yep. We're, uh, I think I'm just racking my brain. There's, there's everyone who has co-authored the book has healing gifts of their own. Um, they're either healers, they're spirit. We're all spiritual teachers um, in our own yes. respective ways. Um, there are psychics. They're ones who are incredibly sensitive that have had to learn how to deal with their extreme sensitivity so they can function in the world but now use that extreme sensitivity through you know for psychic channels and so on so the yes they're, they're a very very talented bunch of women in the book and there's also something too there's a lot of compilation books that are out there at the moment and they seem to be almost like a particular formula it's like the people who are co-authors in the book pay quite a sizable amount of money up front to be in the book but then the really? quality of their chapter isn't so important whereas with me it was never a matter of paying any money up front it was the quality of the chapter the quality the resonance of these women was absolutely pivotal to the success of the book so that's been my focus the focus has been on quality and resonance all the way through wow um, are were most of the ladies that were uh, that, that wrote in the book were most of them been on a lifetime journey uh, with spirit? Would you say, or some of them new on the journey with spirit? None of them are new on the journey. All of them are very experienced. Um, yes. Many have been teaching on spiritual topics for you know thirty years or or even longer. And we're also across four continents too. So that that was pretty cool. That you know we had. Probably about half the uh, co-authors are in North America. Um, yeah. Had one in Canada, one in the UK, uh, several in Australia, another one in Singapore. So we're all scattered all over the world, and it's been a really, uh, you know, a really international collaborative effort as well. I noticed that, and I meant to bring that up, and I kind of wanted to talk about that because I did notice that you had some in Australia, some in the United States. Just one? Is there just one in Singapore? Lady yeah, just one in Singapore, Singapore, yeah. But uh, it's really amazing and kind of awesome that um, all the stories are so inspirational and they're from all over the world, not just in the U.S., not just in Australia, not just in England, but all over the world, how they can teach everyone uh, through the book. You know what I'm saying? 
Absolutely, because we're just in a global community now. So it's a global village that we're in, and I really wanted to share that. And for me, I've, I did a lot of travelling as a, a child, like a lot of travelling. I travelled around the world before I was 12. Um, and I've continued to travel quite a bit ever since. So I really have had this global perspective from a young age, and this is something I really wanted to bring through in the book as well, that it's not just for an American market or an Australian market. It's really for you know, all, all women of the Western world. Yes, yes. And you made a comment, and I can't exactly remember what it was. You said something about, the, oh, it was a, it was a, a, um, a quote from someone, and it talked about the Western woman, and I wish I, I'll have oh, to look Dalai that up. Oh, the Dalai Lama, yes, yeah. I, yeah, I love that yes. quote. The Dalai Lama so credited with, yes, credited yeah. with saying it, it will be the Western woman that saves the world. So you know, this this book is designed to help those Western women who are heeding that call or feeling that call for action. Yeah, exactly. I know. As I after I turned fifty, I've been thinking. I think I did think a lot about death and about my own demise and. I don't know if that happens with all people, but did any of the women in the book uh, talk anything about that or talk about that at all? You know, about how when they turned a certain age, they started just thinking about dying more. And not, did, not did any of them maybe in that level, but there are probably four chapters that are coming to my mind straight off the, the top of my head where the women were all facing life-threatening things. Two of the women uh, in the book have had the breast cancer journey. One is still oh. undergoing the breast cancer journey. And then there have been other ones who've had very severe health challenges which should have taken them out completely and wasn't tied into a particular age, but it was basically that, yes, they've really had to confront death in the face. And I myself have had two near-death experiences. So... When you survive those, come back and think, okay, well, I'm still here. I must mm -hmm. be here for a higher reason. So, you know, like, what is it? And for me, one of those near-death experiences was when I was actually living in Nauru. So I, I've survived death in a third-world hospital. So, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Anything, I can survive anything if I can survive that. And, you know, it, when I came back from that, it was, all right, well, you know, I'm still here. I must be here for a higher reason. Show me what it is that I'm I'm supposed to be doing because I came back. It you know it 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 seemed like it was my time to go, and yet you brought me back again. So, you know what? Why am I here? What am I to do? Uh, are you working on another book right now? I feel like you're work, thinking about writing another book. Is am I right <laughs> about that? Am I right? A gentleman's telling it. me that. It's a I'm, gentleman. I'm totally resisting it. <laughs> it's funny because I've had so many women come to me now who are all uh, who would all make really wonderful contributors to the book um, because they're also at a very high vibration. Quite a lot of them were my launch partners too, and they all want to, uh, you know, provide chapters in the next book in the the volume two of Embraced by the Divine. And it's after having done a soft cover launch, um, Kindle launch, all very close to each other. The, the yeah. soft cover launch was just back in January, so you know, like a month ago. Um, I'm basically still quite exhausted. So when I come out of the exhaustion on the other side, we'll look at doing another book. But at the moment, yes. it's going to be probably at least six months down the track to really get the mileage out of this one and get it out in you know all the bookstores around the world and get it out to as many women as possible. I, you know, it's it's freely available on Amazon um, and uh, through my website. But I want to get it. Um, it, just in the hands of women across the planet. I also want to get it translated into probably about five different languages as well, probably several oh, European yeah. languages. So there's a lot of work still to be done with this book before I launch Full Bore into the next one. I want to do this book full justice before going further, and I guess that's it. You know, sort of the idea of starting another book at this point in time is, is scary. <laughs> But I know that it will come. It's just probably, you know, six months down the track when, yeah, um, yeah. you know, this is it. Because so much of what I've learned with this and now I've got, you know, great editors in place. I've got great, uh, great layout person. I've got, you know, uh, great graphic artist and, and so on. I've got all those pieces already. So it doesn't need to take nearly as long as it actually did to get everything coordinated this time as I, you know, went down. Um, blind alleys and was throwing red herrings and so on. Um, so it was sort of wasting quite a bit of time at various points and costing me a lot of money it didn't need to cost me. So 
now I've got the system streamlined, I've got the contacts, so the next book can take place uh, very quickly. Yeah. But I also see you writing a book just about yourself. There's going to be a book that you're hmm. going to do that's going to be all just about you. And Did you lose a male mentor at one point? A male Ooh. mentor. I've had two partners that have both died. Um, I don't really yes. have a good track record with relationships, it seems. So uh-huh. I'm not rushing into the next one at the moment. Um, but yeah, my my daughter's dad, my um, partner after my divorce, um, he I always viewed him as a mentor as well. He worked as a senior advisor with the United Nations on environment and development, oh. so he's also very spiritual. And oh. the... I, I I know he works very, very closely with me on the other side. I see Absolutely. so many of the signs that he gives me. So, yeah, I view him as a mentor as well. And I guess he's an ongoing mentor, one might say, just that he's now working mm-hmm. with me on the other side. He is. And uh, he, uh, he's telling me he's going to help you write that book about yourself. He said he likes that you're writing books about others, but there's a book coming, and he's going to help you write about you, your, about you and your journey, oh, God. about Michelle, <laughs> about Michelle's well, journey. Well, very left field. I didn't see that one coming. Uh, just, I'm just throwing that out there. That's what he's telling me. Just keep me posted because I'm going to – I'm curious. I think you'll be writing a book – about uh, yourself maybe in one to two years. You, you, I do see you writing another book this year. It's probably the sequel to, are you going to write a part two of Embraced by the Design yeah, you said, right? Yeah. 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 But th- no, he's telling me that's not it. He says there's another one that's coming about you. Okay. The focus is on you and your journey and how you can inspire people, he says, because you're a big inspiration. I don't know who this man is. I just know he's, he's on the other side. Okay. Could be Reshmi. They could could I Very be Rashmi at all? Yeah, um, Rashmi was a Harvard PhD, so yeah, he was pretty cluey. So yeah, I'm guessing that's the guy. All right, thank you for just you, sharing that with me. Sure. I just he just <laughs> wanted me to tell you that. He goes, tell her to write a book about herself, and I said, who are you? And he's just telling me I was her mentor. So yeah, there will be a book, and it'll be very successful about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, are you want to put that one on the back burner for now? Yeah, it's going to be a couple of years before you do that. But this other book's going to inspire you to do the book about yourself. And that leads me to my next question: Um, Are there? And I didn't get to read all the book. I got to skim through today. Um, Is there is is there any information there about your journey? Uh, Sorry. About. uh, you know, the book that you wrote about the other ladies and their journey. I was wondering if your story's in there, too, along with the ladies Oh, yeah, there. yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, had to put good. my okay. story in there, so mine's chapter one. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Well, yeah, I no, to I, I had to put I mine in there as well. And I I'm had cool. to also do a lot of soul-searching, as did all the other co-authors, as to just how raw and vulnerable and authentic we wanted to be in sharing uh, you know aspects of our, our personal story with the the readers because a, a lot of the stuff is very very personal. A lot of people in the book have written um, chapters and, and shared information in those chapters that they've never shared with anyone before. You know now we're we're divulging this publicly. So you know we we really had to go into that place of soul searching to say okay well what is the the purpose of this book and if this the purpose of the book is to inspire and empower other women that no matter where they are now no matter where they're starting off you know if if we've been through the stuff that we've been through and we've managed to not only get to the other side of it but thrive from it then they can too so it's, it's really about helping women to have that extra boost of confidence to to step more fully into their power because otherwise if you know, myself and the co-authors had presented ourselves as, you know, having these charmed lives of perfection and having our six-figure businesses and, you know, sitting on the beach with our, our laptops and, you know, just, all of that kind of really artificial kind of stuff, people wouldn't have resonated because we wouldn't have seen real and we wouldn't have been real. We're, you know, we're, we're all just normal people undergoing normal trials and challenges in, in life. Um, so it, it, the book is very, very raw. It's very you know, authentic and people will be laughing and crying through through the book. And that's oh. what we want. We want people to be yeah. able to really resonate with us and say, oh, wow, I've been through, you know, that's where I am now. And, gee, she got through that. That's incredible. And it gives people that, that hope and that courage and that inspiration to, to, to move through whatever it is that they're dealing with at the moment. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? We've got a lot of people waiting on the line to talk to you. Okay. Can you believe that? Yeah, I, I knew they would be calling. I knew we'd have a lot of people yeah, calling well, to talk to you. Yeah, well, you're talking, aren't you? <laughs> uh, well, no. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> but uh, I figured you would be a very good guest and that you would be very popular, and I was right about that, looking at the people waiting to talk to you. So, um yeah, this has been a great conversation. I'm learning a lot about the book. And so if people want to order the book before we take calls, tell them how they can go about getting a book from, from you. If they want a signed book, what do they need to do to get a signed book by you? Okay. Um, the, it's fairly challenging getting a signed book if you're outside of Australia unless people are prepared to pay a substantial amount of postage. That's just the, oh, really? the reality. If people are happy to pay the postage, I'm happy to, to um, sign and send a book anywhere in the world. That's not a problem. Uh, if if people... If people are in Australia, there's no problem getting a signed copy from me. In fact, I've just done a, a book launch and signing event in Melbourne. Um, but for everybody else, the, if you don't need a signed copy, you can either go to my website, which is embracedbythedivine.com, and order the book through there. Or you can go directly onto Amazon and just um, put into the search bar Embraced by the Divine, and that will bring up both the, the soft cover and the Kindle version of the book, which you can order through your local um, Amazon. Yeah, I'm so glad that... Uh... I've had you on tonight. It's been really, really fascinating to talk to you, and I can't wait for the guests to kind of talk to you too. So we're going to go ahead and take our first call because she does have a question first, and it might take a while for you to explain. But this is going to be, I believe, uh, Sandra. Hi. Hi, Hi Sandra. Sandra. How are you tonight? I'm <laughs> fine, thank you. How are you? Good. So how can we help you, Sandra? Well, I have a question, a couple of questions for you. I was wondering, when you body scan, what is the procedure you use and how do you prepare to do that? Okay, well, I'll answer the second question first. That's probably the easy bit. Basically, um, before I do any body scan, I will just go out into my garden. I'll ground myself and I'll um, do my own little special ritual of opening and clearing my chakras so that I'm open and receptive and bringing in the divine energy. I also ask for the angelic realms to be with me, to guide me, because the scans are really a, a co-creative process. It's as if the angels scan me in on those areas which are of most importance for the people to see uh, or to know about at that particular time so that we can do healing in partnership with the angels uh, on those places. In terms of technique... It's not something I learned from any book or anything like that. It's just something I found myself doing. If you ask me how I do it, I don't know. I just have the intention to do it and ask the angels to be with me, and that's what happens. I, I basically start scanning from above the crown chakra and down through the person's chakras, through their, their arms, hands, shoulders, through their major organs, down through their legs and feet, and I will see areas where the energy appears to maybe be a bit stagnant, not moving as freely as it could. Um, quite often, because I work with a lot of healers as well and ones with, with healing gifts, I see where the, those people are already shining a lot of light and what needs to shift and change for those people to shine even more light and step more fully into their power. So I get a lot of information with these scans. But in terms of you know doing A, B, C, D and E, mm -hmm. no, I just do it. Yeah, I understand that. Um, my the rest of my question is: Are you able to actually see in the body, or you're seeing the energy outside and around the body? Both. I'm I'm seeing the energy. So, for instance, if I'm looking at the liver, which mm -hmm. is where people store internalized anger quite commonly, I'm not wow. seeing so much the physical organ, but I'm seeing the energy of the organ so i'm okay. seeing the energy so what i'm seeing is energy it's not so much sort of seeing the detail of the the chambers in the heart or anything like that it's the energy of that the heart or wherever i'm looking at the time well thank you that explains it very well okay yep. uh, San, San, oh sandra is actually a healer and i think she's a diamond psychic and healer with us at bella spree and i I wanted to take her call today because I know I she has something inter interesting to say. But I tell you what, I have a question while Sandra's on the phone. When uh, when you see angels, do you see color when you mm. visualize angels? 
I tend to see, I feel the angels a lot. I receive a lot of auditory guidance from the angels and I do see a degree of colour. In terms of seeing angels standing there in sharp focus in front of me, no, I don't see it that way. I tend to um, connect in other ways. I, I feel their energy with me very strongly. When I'm doing the energy scans with people, yes, I do see colours, uh, especially when I'm doing the, the healing component, which I, I normally do you know, on, on longer sessions. Um, I, I will see the areas that I've been working on with the angels light up in different colours. Uh, and that's really cool, watching people effectively just lighting up as I'm working with them. Ah, and you can actually do this over the phone? Yep, I do stacks and stacks of them over the phone and, and, and via Skype. And the very first one that I did probably about six years ago now, I was terrified before I started. I'd, I'd put it out there that I was going to offer these free scans and I was completely terrified. And the, the first one that had registered, it was going to be a phone one. Um, the guy's actually in country Victoria, which is my, my home state, uh, but it, so it almost felt like he was a neighbour, even if he wasn't really. Um, but I, I basically I went in and I, I, you know, did sort of I guess an absent healing technique with him first of all, just to find out, um, you know, what was happening before I even got on the call to do the, the the scan with him, just so I had a bit of you know safety and comfort around that. But now, now nah, just get on and do them. That's fine. Mm -hmm. no, because it, it, I got to that place of trust that it, it absolutely just comes when it needs to. That's wonderful. Perfect. What a gift. What a wonderful gift. Um, uh, am I able to get a, a, a reading? Mm -hmm. um, you can scan me? Certainly. Now, I just I want to ask, that. Gina, roughly how long do you want yeah. to allow for the the scans? Well, let's just keep it at a minimum because we've got a lot of callers. I would like to get at least three calls in before we have to go. So we've got 20 minutes left, so maybe under five minutes, like maybe two or three minutes. Just depends on how okay, long it goes, yep. I guess. Okay, I can okay. do that. So, perfect. Okay, I just cool. wanted to, to get a sort of feel for how long that should be. So I'm just asking the angelic yeah. realms to gather around us, formally invoking them and asking them to drop me into the zone now. Now as I'm looking, and I'm just going to give a running commentary as I go so there's not a long period of silence. With Sandra, I'm seeing an enormous amount of white light coming in through the crown chakra. It's coming in through the crown chakra, particularly on the left side of the body. It's as though there's a little bit of an overlay on the, the right side, which is, is just damping down the intensity of the energy that you're bringing through. And the pineal gland is very open and active, a lot of light around there. So I'm coming down through your face. I'm seeing on your left jaw there's a strip of darker energy. It's like there's some... Um, repressed anger which is held in the jaw which you haven't wanted to speak out maybe for fear of um, you know persecution or upsetting someone but it, it's just locked in the jaw on the left hand side and I'm seeing that going through into the throat chakra as well so there's there's some issue around speaking up and communicating your truth and at the moment there's a bit of locking in with anger um, just going to ask the angels to show me the most important parts for you to be aware of at this time rather than doing the full scan so just asking that they hone me in on what we've got I'm seeing your solar plexus now the area of your solar plexus and around your solar plexus is looking quite congested a lot of sort of gunky dark stuff there and usually the solar plexus has to do with unprocessed emotions when we're not fully in our power where we're maybe questioning our, our self-worth we don't feel good enough and all those traumas and stuff that we have in life that we haven't been able to assimilate often get stuck into the dumping ground of the solar plexus so that's what it's looking like for me as I'm looking at, at your solar plexus at the moment it's extending over a reasonable area definitely needs a good clear out and I just ask for one more place where do they want me to tune in Okay, I'm being shown the heart. I'm being shown the heart looks quite calm, but it's not shining a lot of light around it. It's not a vibrant energy. And as I look at the heart, there's an area of like one small sort of darkish area which looks quite deep. It may be like an ancient trauma or it may even be some kind of past life stuff that's come through to soul level. But there's something very 
it, it's small, but it's solid and it, it's deep, and it's really toning down that vibrance of what I, I feel would normally be a really beautiful, open and expansive heart energy, but it, it's um, dulling it down. So that, that's probably all I've got time to do just well, at the moment. Well, thank you so much. That was wonderful. My pleasure. Thank you, and thank you for taking my call. Yeah, any time, Sandra. Any time. Okay. Yeah. That was a great. That was a great uh, reading right there. Cool. Yeah, it was. It was very and enlightening. Course, now we've got to move are, on. You know, if people are working with me normally when I'm doing the scans, I don't just do the scan and that's it. It's followed up by actual healing around whatever's being shown during the scan. So obviously uh-huh. today these are more just demonstrations. So I'm going to ask a question, a quick question that I'm sure other people will want to know. If if someone wanted to contact you and, and get a, a full scan, they would just go to your site There's and make an appointment? An yeah, there's actually an offer that I've got on at the moment, and this is you know for your listeners too. Of the first ten callers to register, get a free thirty-minute energy scan and angel healing with me. But it's the first ten people only, because obviously I can't do you know mountains right. of these. Otherwise, I get inundated. And if people are interested in that, I think I sent you the, the link um, to that. But it's basically um, heal-the-healer.com forward slash 30-minute energy scan gift with um, dashes between all those words. So, uh, Gina, will you be able to yeah, post the that. link? Sure. To the... Absolutely. Oh, great. Sure That's can. probably the easiest way. That. Otherwise, great. it's a bit of a mouthful. Thank you. I'm going to get right on there. Gina, post it. <laughs> I will. I've got it right here, folks. It's www.heal-the-healer. I'm going to go ahead and just post it in chat. www.heal-the-healer.com. The okay, I'm going to I'm going to get off so that someone else can come in. Thank you again. Well, thank you. Thanks again. Again, All that right. was Sandra Smith, a Bella Spree a healer, right here at Bella Spree. So thanks for calling in, my friend. Let's go You're ahead. Welcome. I'm going to post this in the chat. Let me get to the next person, and then I'll post this link in the chat room for everyone. Okay, so here we go. We've got area code number seven seven three. You're live on the air tonight. Seven seven three. Hi, Michelle. Julie, how are uh, you? I'm fine. Sorry, what's your name? Julie. Julie, okay. Um, so let's let's do a little scan for you, Julie, and see what's happening. Okay, the first thing I'm being shown is there is depression. It's sitting like a heavy cloud of energy right through your crown chakra, and, and that energy, because it's sort of sitting in your crown chakra, it's cutting off your connection to the divine, the God of your understanding, source energy, whatever you like to describe it as. And it's having that flow-on effect through a lot of the rest of your body. There's that real heaviness, depression, there's just, just a, an overall sadness that seems to be permeating throughout your body. I just want to ask the angels to zoom me in on where the center of this is actually I'm being shown now your left arm and your left hand is being dark and heavy and the way they're showing it to me it's as though there's a, a part of you which is denying or repressing your intuitive creative feminine side even your healing gifts that you have especially seeing they're showing me your hand it's like it's being closed down almost as though it's being denied expression or maybe there is someone who is not open to you expressing who you really are or maybe it's just that fear of you yourself opening up and expressing who you are and often with the healers that can have connections back into past lifetimes as well so I just want to pick up another point angels where do you want me to I'm showing a lot of very heavy energy around your base chakra and that has to do with issues of security, survival, feeling safe in the world. So there's an, there seems to be quite an issue of just not feeling really safe. And that, of course, if you're not feeling safe, that core need isn't met of feeling safe, then it doesn't matter you know, how many healing abilities and gifts and whatever else you have. It, it's just you're not going to be in that space 
to be able to manifest them, to open them, because you're still trying to address the core issue of feeling safe. There's... Um, just want to mention too because it's coming quite strongly down your left leg and foot there's a lot of heavy heavy energy it's a real sense of being uh of feeling stuck of being able to move forward freely and it all seems to be around that intuitive creative healing gifted side of things with you so um perhaps i better leave that there so um, we can also have more callers I guess I hope that was helpful to you Julian by all means hop on in and, and grab one of the full full energy scans too if you would like to that includes the healing component too yeah. thank you so much Michelle and I just had a quick question sure you go ahead and answer it. I wanted it. you to ask a good question yeah is there a way for us to be able to scan our own bodies and to see where our emotions are blocked or even stuck, and then how can we also heal ourselves by doing what you're doing? Okay, sometimes I do a scan on myself to see what's going on with me. It's actually quite challenging. So in order to be able to scan yourself, you'd probably have to have quite advanced healing skills and be able to focus and hold the focus very well for yourself. So it, it is possible but it's not easy. So I, I would suggest it's probably better to work with somebody else to be able to see you more more clearly and objectively. Wonderful. Thank Very you. Good. Thank you so much for calling in tonight. We have uh, another person online, and uh, just says Callie. Doesn't have a number, so welcome, Callie, to the program. Hi. Thank you. Hi. Hi. It sounds like an Australian accent. It is an Australian accent. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> Hi. Killer. Awesome. How can I help you? Um, I was just wondering if you could do a quick little body scan and see what you pick up, if that's possible. Sure. My pleasure. Okay. So I'm just going into this, asking the angels to zone me in. I'm seeing a fracture line that's coming in through the right side of your head. And this is an energy. It's not, you know, like a physical bone fracture or anything, but it's coming in through the right side of your head. And so it's going across at an angle, so touching onto the top of your your left eye energetically. It's as if there's been a blow, a trauma to the head at some stage. Doesn't I'm just asking you, is this a current incarnation I've been told yes and no is it more past life stuff yes so it appears that there's been something that you may have sustained a blow to the head this lifetime but that the the main one was probably in a, a previous incarnation this one has just been like a watered down version of whatever you had so I want to see how that's affecting the rest of you it's upsetting the the amount of higher energy that you can connect with and channel it's like it's sort of blocking it off to an extent you you do have the divine connection but it's just not really feeding through into the rest of your your body and energy field with the intensity that it could have i want to see just asking the angels now what's the most important point i'm seeing a lot of um that like the heart energy looks it looks like the heart is almost protecting itself from further hurt almost as though there are energetic walls around the heart which are just protecting the the delicate part of the heart from being hurt yet again the the near the top part of the heart energetically it looks quite quite heavy so i um, suggest there's been some relationship stuff which is just sort of stuck in the heart there but at the moment the heart is protecting itself from further hurt but in doing so it's not really able to open up fully to give and receive the degree of love which you are are really capable of of doing and that's not you know saying that's you know your fault or anything it's just that that's how it's it's uh, appearing energetically as i come down further once again, there's a lot of stuff in the solar plexus. It's lower down than I saw it with Sandra, so it's sort of vert- more sort of waist level. 
and going down into the sacral area and the base chakra. So all that area has quite a bit of congestion with it. So it looks like there's a lot of relationship stuff to sort out there. But I'm also being shown your left hand is showing a beautiful amount of um, white light radiance around it. I'm not being shown that with your right hand. I'm, I'm shown, being shown you hanging on to a lot of old stuff, just, you know, stuff, general mm-hmm. stuff that uh, need time to let go of. But your left hand does have beautiful energy radiance around it. So you do have those natural healing gifts, probably um, gifts using your hands as well in some way, whether it's energy healing or artwork or writing or you know playing a musical instrument, but something to do with your, your hands and sharing your gifts with the world. Wow, so thank you so much, Michelle. <laughs> okay. That was a great reading, well, man. Thank Wonderful. you. It, it just just comes through. That is great. Okay, well, thanks for calling. We've got another. We got uh, uh, time for one more caller, and it's six one four. I believe that's Australia. Six one four. Yeah, that's right. phone number for Australia. Hey, yay! Hello. I know. Hi. Your name? First name? Six one four. Linda. Ma'am. Six one four, you're live on the air. Hello. Um, just... I heard someone say hello. Then who's that? Oh, this. Oh, it's just me, Michelle. Linda. Oh, Linda, how are you? <laughs> but I just think Linda? I came in on the, the places we meet, eh? It's interesting. <laughs> Linda is actually one of our beautiful co-authors in the book, and she has the most gorgeous chapter about Pee-wee, her Kelpie mate. And it doesn't matter how many times I read the book, you know, editing it or whatever, I still burst into tears in her chapter. I'm just so I'm incredibly sensitive with animals. So yeah, <laughs> lovely to have you on, Linda. So you're okay if I do a, a short scan with you? Yeah, because I only just popped on. I just, I, um, yeah, got your notice. So. Okay, perfect. Well, let's, let's do a scan because I know we're nearly at the top of the hour. So, all right. I'm seeing the energy that's coming in through your crown chakra is very expansive. It's not like just, you know, a, a, a strong, intense column of white light or, or something like that from the divine. It's very very wide you're drawing in a lot of energy Um, and I'm also being shown it as being a part white energy and part um, violet ray energy so it's it's very unusual I don't haven't seen that in anyone before your pineal gland is it's glowing a sort of a purple gold so it's very very in tune if I come down further I just want the angels to focus me in on Okay, I'm being shown your throat and your thymus gland very close together and they're both radiating out a lot of light. So that whole speaking up communication is really, really happening. And I want to find, um, and I know you work very closely with the land as well. You're very unique in the work that you do. Your left hand also is radiating a huge amount of white light energy and also violet ray around that the right hand um yeah the right hand's also radiating a lot of light energy but not as intensely as the left i just want to see if there's any area where the the energy is not flowing quite as well as it could and being shown uh, an area just below your belly button I believe in Asian traditions they call it the Tan Tien or something about two inches below the belly button and that's what I'm being shown at the moment. So that's like the centre of your life force and that's just looking a little bit um, gluggy at the moment. So that's something that, you know, if you want to work with me at some point we can definitely just, you know, clean that up a little bit. But the rest of it you showing especially through your your third eye and through your crown chakra, the, the energy that you're drawing in is just beautiful. It's really lovely. Well, that was great. I think we're about out of time. Thank you so much, 614, for calling in, Linda. Um, I hope that was helpful. Um, Michelle, go ahead and throw out your links one more time. And how can they find the, the free body scan? They said they couldn't find it on Heal the Healer site. site. So how, how do they oh, find it? 
Um, it, it's Heal the Healer. It's not open to the general public, so you're not going to find it as a general link, but it's 30-minute energy scan gift after healthehealer.com. So if you put the full link up there, people can go straight onto the website, onto that link. You won't find it just by searching through the, the general website because obviously I don't want to have it as something that everybody jumps onto. So if you can put that on the, the radio page, that would be fantastic. Um, Absolutely. The, the link to get the book is embracedbythedivine.com or you can just hop on over direct to Amazon and type in Embraced by the Divine and it will bring up both the, the soft cover and the Kindle versions and you can pick which one you want to. Also too at the moment there are probably about 50 launch partner free gifts which are available on the site for anybody who's buying the book um, until the 1st of March but on the 1st of March the launch partner gifts are coming down because they've been up for a while so they'll still be... 17 gifts um, on the site from myself and the co-authors but if you want access to 60 plus gifts at the moment then just hop on over right now and buy the book and then you'll get access to all of the gifts oh yeah so I'll be going over there too because I'm I'm really impressed you did a great job tonight and you definitely should be a diamond psychic with, with the Bella Spree magazine you're that good. oh thank you you're that talented so think about that uh, I think you're very talented and you deserve to be on the Bella Spree Diamond uh, registry. So with that being said, I'm going to say good night to all my friends out there. You've been listening to Bella Spree Radio Show with my guest, Michelle Mayer. So go Yay, there and check perfect. out our Facebook page. Where's your Facebook page? Uh, people can just go onto my Facebook page as Michelle Mayer. So that's easy to find. Um, yeah. You know, not very happy to connect with you all. Okay. Well, we want to thank you. And good night, everyone. We'll see you next week. Our, Lisa, our guest is Lisa Noland, a channeler. So we'll see you back here. Good night, everyone. Good night and good morning. For